0: This is Bunny Michael. Connecting to your higher self is an unlearning process. Unlearning the conditioning of our culture that raised us to believe we have to prove ourselves to belong. Success, fulfilling relationships, self-acceptance, inner peace, all of that begins when we realize that that is what we deserve, what we've always deserved. Aligning with your higher self is an awakening process and it is no easy feat. But as you will learn from the callers on this podcast, our journeys might look different, but our path is the same. Welcome to XO Higher Self. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode. How are y'all doing? How's everything going? I'm doing pretty good. Good. I'm really excited for the springtime, really excited for the flowers, to be outside more, to work in the yard. So I'm really looking forward to that. This is the time of year where it's like the long stretch until it actually gets warmer out, at least where I am and in the Northern Hemisphere, I'm in the East Coast, blah, blah, blah. I also want to remind everybody that we put out Bonus episodes every other week. They are a series called Bunny at Home bonus episodes and in this series we also put out video recordings of the episodes and basically it's me and my partner Kara in our living room and each episode we have a different topic that we address that's a lot more personal about my personal life. We talk about for example, breakups. Um, we talk about creative process. We talk about family stuff. We just have discussions about that kind of thing. We talk about our relationship. And I also answer a listener question each bonus episode from a subscriber. So if you are an Apple subscriber or a Patreon subscriber, you get access to those bonus episodes. And your questions get answered on those bonus episodes. So, for example, right now I have a long list of questions for the regular episodes that I'm addressing every single week, right? I put out three a week. But if you are a subscriber to our Patreon or if you are an Apple subscriber, when you send in your question, you tell me you're a subscriber and those get priority and answered on the bonus episodes. And honestly, some bonus weeks, we don't actually even have a question from a subscriber. So if you're wanting to get your question answered, or if you want to learn more about me and my personal stuff and my personal process and journey, make sure to sign up on our Patreon at patreon.com slash XO If you sign up as an angel subscriber, you get to watch the video recordings of the bonus episodes and it's really cute because it's just me and Kara talking in our living room. And I don't know. I think the vi- watching the videos are, are really, really cool. So sign up for our Patreon. It helps us keep doing this podcast. We need Patreon subscribers to keep doing this podcast. It's just it's just necessary. It's, it's the only way that this podcast is doable for us, especially considering now I'm doing three episodes a week. So that's a lot of content and having your support would be really, really helpful for us. And that's a big goal for us 2023 to get more Patreon subscribers, more Apple subscribers so that we can, you know, keep growing. So sign up patreon.com slash Exo Higher Self. Um, before we get to the episode, I do want to do a content warning because this week's episode, we're going to be talking about sexuality in the guise of healing from sexual trauma. So if that's a triggering topic or a difficult topic, I just really want you to take care of yourself. And if it's too much, you don't have to listen to it at all. It's a really important subject, obviously. And I'm really glad that listeners feel safe to send in questions about this. So I'm really glad that this is a space where we can talk about the harder stuff together and feel seen. And I just want everybody to know that if you are struggling with similar stuff, to just be very gentle with yourself. There is absolutely no shame in having any kind of trauma or difficulty or wounds about sexuality. This is the world that we live in. We're raised in a world that does not have a healthy relationship to sexuality. There's so much shame. There's so much violence. There's a lot of fear, so hopefully we can continue to support each other because we all deserve loving, nurturing, caring, safe spaces for our sacred sexuality to be expressed. Okay, let's get to the question. Hi Bunny, thanks for all the things you do. I love your voice and listening to your wisdom and perspective makes me feel grounded when I'm having a sad day. I've been struggling with something that has been occupying my thoughts a lot and has been contributing to my low self-esteem recently. I'm 22 years old and I've never had a romantic relationship. I've never had sex, never really been intimate with anyone in that way. When I started college, I had never even kissed anyone, and I eventually did a few times throughout college, but for some reason, I found that it was hard to let myself experience sexual experiences past that stage. It made me very nervous. Instead of just confronting that nervousness, I chose to sort of repress it and just go along without thinking too much about it. Now I have graduated and moved to a new city. And in this time of change and reflection, my lack of sexual and romantic experience is all too present in my mind. My relationship to myself as a sexual being is fraught with feelings of panic and inadequacy. I don't know how to approach being sexually intimate with someone as I get older and I feel more and more embarrassed that I don't know anything about it. I feel behind, unable to relate to this very important aspect of my life, social life, and being a human. Some background, when I was in first and second grade, I was sexually assaulted by a boy in my grade repeatedly over the course of those two years, sometimes in the middle of class. I'm not sure how no adults noticed, but there was some event that eventually brought it to light. I'm not sure what it was. A lot of those memories are blurry and hard for me to remember clearly. I had to talk to the education board, guidance counselors at school, and my parents about it and I remember being very confused, unaware that what happened to me was considered so taboo and bad to everyone around me. I discovered that it also happened to another girl in my grade, although I haven't asked her about it much. As I grew up, no one ever really brought it up again and I don't remember my parents debriefing me or talking to me about what happened to me. Anyways, I guess from that experience, I've had a very strange concept of sex and being intimate, feelings of shame and confusion, etc. That in combination with my social anxiety has created a sort of whirlpool of low self-esteem and feelings of inadequacy. I'm confused how someone could find me attractive and how I can grow as a sexual and romantic person who has a very limited experience. I've been going to therapy for these things. I finally talked to my therapist about my experience and have been trying to pull those hard memories from their little dark cave of repression so I can move forward from it. I've been listening to a lot of Ram Dass talks, doing meditation and Tai Chi to calm my mind, listening to your podcast, which has been really helpful and comforting to me. I feel like I am a really loving person deep inside, and I want to be able to connect deeply with people on all levels, including romantic and sexual. Maybe the answer is just to go out there and expose myself to romantic experiences and learn that it isn't so scary. I think to a large extent that is right and will help me grow. On the other hand, I feel like I'm still grappling with these strange experiences that left me with scary associations with sex and it might require a more tender approach. I'm sort of stuck and would love to hear your thoughts on this. Sorry this was so long. Thank you so much. Peace and love to you. Hi, love. I'm so sorry that happened to you as a child. It shouldn't have happened. And often parental figures in the aftermath of something like that hope that if they just don't talk about it again, it won't have lasting effects. Or maybe it's also just so painful of a memory for them, they hope it will just go away. But what ends up happening is that the child feels like they can't talk about it. And then they're left feeling isolated in their trauma and it's really hard. I don't think parental figures intend for this to happen. I think they're just doing what was done to them. Not talking about hard things has for generations been a coping strategy It wasn't that long ago where even the idea of going to a therapist meant that there was something seriously wrong with you and families would have a lot of shame about that. So I'm really proud of you for ending that cycle, for getting healing on your own, for going to therapy, for talking about it, for addressing it. I mean, that is not an easy thing to do, and it's a testament to how much you love yourself and how much you're letting your higher self guide you. When I read your letter, I could really relate to your story. I was sexually molested at a very young age by another child repeatedly and eventually when adults found out I remember there was a discussion with my parents and the other kids parents and I remember also being kind of surprised at how wrong what was happening was and apparently it was also happening in other situations with other people and I remember just feeling like I was in trouble and then it was never brought up again. I don't remember my parents asking me if I was okay or ever debriefing me or checking in on me about it. And then some years later, I brought it up to my mom when I was still young and she got very angry and clearly did not want to talk about it. So the message I got was, it was something I should be ashamed about and I shouldn't talk about, even though I had done nothing wrong. For years and years, I also swept it under the rug and honestly didn't even bring it up in therapy. Even though I had been going to therapy for a very long time, I didn't even bring it up in therapy until about a few years ago. Sexual trauma is hard, and it affects us in ways we couldn't anticipate. But no matter what difficult triggers our wounds— or any experiences that we've had, it doesn't mean there's anything wrong with our sexuality or who we are as sexual beings. Our sexuality is a divine creative force within us. It's an expression of our power as forces of nature. It's a vibrational field that we only hold the keys to. I think of sexuality as an aspect of our spirituality. In our culture, sexuality is mostly lumped into physical sexual experiences with another person, but I think that's a very limiting way of seeing it and connecting to it. If sexuality was all about sexual experiences with another person, then it would be logical to assume that the more sex you have with other people, the more in tuned you are to your sexuality and more of a healthy relationship you have to that sexuality, but that is not necessarily the case. There are many people out there who have been, for example, married for many years and still feel disconnected or afraid to fully express their sexuality or deal with any of their wounds or even talk about their desires with other people or with their spouse. So first, I think it's important to separate your sexuality from physical sexual experiences with other people because I do not think that they automatically go together. Your relationship to your sexuality is about you. It's a form of self-expression and it is something that you can connect to and embrace and heal with or without a partner. It's an acknowledgement that your body is a vessel for your spirit and the expressions of pleasure and joy you can manifest through that vessel is sacred and beautiful. When I start to feel that shame or fear creep into my head, into my sexual experiences, be that with a partner or by myself, I like to visualize a flower blooming in my mind's eye. It's this very peaceful imagery that I tend to go to and it helps me to feel safe. And it's a reminder that what's happening with my body is just as natural and just as magical as a flower blooming. So what I'm trying to say is that even though you haven't been physically, sexually intimate with a partner yet, doesn't mean you're not sexually maturing and getting more in tune with that power within yourself. The fact that you have this awareness about what your fears are around it, what your wounds are about it, you're motivated to work on that healing, you're talking to a therapist about it, means you are actually really in tune with your sexuality. And that is a lot more I don't want to say advanced, but a lot more further along that journey than some people who have been physically intimate with partners for a very long time. We are all deserving of loving, caring, nurturing relationships with our sexuality. And because you are so motivated to look at this stuff means that you really acknowledge that that is true. What I think could be helpful is more acknowledgement of that, is to see how powerful you already are. You have up to this point not felt ready to do that with other people, to share that with other people. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. It is nothing to be embarrassed about. I don't know if I would call that repression or just you intuitively needing to address this stuff when you are good and ready to address this stuff. So as difficult as working on healing our wounds around sexual trauma is, you know, talking about it and therapy, etc. What our higher selves help us with is to stop adding a layer of shame on ourselves for being where we are in our journey, our higher self knows that there's nothing wrong with having fears, and insecurities about this stuff. You are human. You've been hurt in the past. You have sensitivities. You have tenderness. Anyone who would make you feel bad or ashamed of that is not worth your time. It's not worth you sharing your energy with think about it. Would you ever make someone feel bad for being in your same position? Of course you wouldn't. Why? Because you're a decent, caring, loving, and empathetic person. So why should you treat yourself with that kind of criticism, that kind of judgment, that kind of shame? Why wouldn't you give yourself the grace that you would give to anybody else? I promise you, the more self-acceptance you have for being exactly where you are in your journey and knowing there is nothing wrong with that, the easier it will be for you to continue healing, to continue working on your relationship with your sexuality on your own, and to eventually find a person you feel safe exploring that with. There is no rush. There's no rush. Our journeys aren't meant to look the same trust your journey trust yourself there is no such thing as being behind you are a beautiful flower sending you so much love hello exo higher self fam it's bunny here i am so thrilled to announce my debut book Hello Higher Self, An Outsider's Guide to Loving Yourself in a Tough World is now available for pre-order. This book is the essential manual for unlearning your limiting beliefs that have been ingrained in you by the toxicity of our culture and your trauma and your socialization. We all have to unlearn this stuff so we can channel the power of our higher self And everyone who pre-orders this book will receive a special free gift from me to be announced shortly. So hurry to the pre-order link in the show notes and get yourself a copy. I cannot wait for you to read it. You know, the older I get, the more I realize... How our sexuality is so much more than the sex we have with other people. How it has so much to do with the intimacy you have with yourself. With this part of you that says, yes, I can let myself feel these feelings without shame. This very natural part of me, this part of who I am, this this part of how I was created. I can let myself go to those places and give myself that kind of permission in the way that makes me feel safe, in a way that makes me feel emotionally nurtured, in a way that is supportive and conducive to my needs. It's wonderful to be able to find somebody to share that with. Of course, that's a Beautiful, beautiful thing. But that's not all of it. That's one branch off of the tree of who you are as a sexual being. It's just one branch. There's a lot of different ways to explore that. And I know I'm sure probably some of you have been interested in stuff like that. Sexual healing or tantric healing or using sexuality and sex as a form of manifestation. And there's all kinds of stuff that people get into when it comes to using sexuality as a form of spiritual practice. And that's also something that if anybody's interested in exploring, I I would encourage them to explore that. But the most important thing is to acknowledge that wherever you are in your journey, wherever you are in healing your wounds, whether you're having sex, whether you're not having sex, where whether you're able to access um, feelings of safety, or whether you're at a time where you're not able to access those feelings with other people, wherever you are at is okay. It doesn't mean there's anything wrong with you. And the more grace you give yourself, the easier it will be to continue down your path. Don't put roadblocks of shame in front of you. That shame, those voices, you didn't put those in your head. That's your conditioning. It is not your higher self talking to you. Your higher self is saying you are loved, you're lovable, you're beautiful, you're sacred, And there's nothing anybody can do, could say to you that could take that away. All right, my darlings, take care of yourself, be gentle and compassionate and loving and nurturing to yourself, because you deserve it. I love you so much and so does your higher self. I will talk to you soon, bye.